guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening in to our second episode in our Premier Fitness Podcast series, which is all about our wonderful fitness sector. Our aim here is to provide some inspiration uh, by listening to personal journeys from a wide variety of fitness professionals with nothing edited out. So the title of this episode is From Beauty to Biceps. And I'm absolutely delighted to have with me the legend that is Laura Biceps, who will be featuring in lots more episodes um, moving forward as we continue with the series. But for now, uh, Laura is going to give us an account of her transformation in her career from a very corporate world to where she is today. So, um, Laura, thank you so much for being with us and thank you for coming on with me. I'm just so thrilled. Oh, thank you so much, Susie. It's the feeling is very, very mutual. It's um, it's one of these things where I I never thought I'd be in this position today as a successful PT. Never mind being in a position where hopefully I can give back and help some aspiring PTs for the future. Oh, that's 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 really cool. And, and I and I guess you know the fact that we have spoken lots and lots and lots. Um, you know, one of the things that, you're, from my perspective, why I really admire you is you are extremely humble at the end of the day and, you know, passionate about what you do. So um, thank you for allowing me and um, our listeners to have a bit of an insight to you. Um, and hopefully I, I, I really get from this that, you know, people will um, find some inspiration, especially those that are thinking about changing their career. So, um, yeah, without further ado, can I sort of just start plugging away and uh, ask you some questions, if that's right with you? Yeah, of course, please do. Okay, cool. So, um, I guess if we could maybe start at the beginning and, and just say, you know, that I, you know, in, in your own right, you are um, a really kind of inspirational fitness professional today. Um, however, um, that's not where you started out. So, and it's not kind of, of what you were going to be or were going to do. So, can you enlighten us, please, as to what Laura was doing um, a few years back? Yeah, I, I feel like this could I could go on for like three hours, which I want. <laughs> I'll try and give you the the shorter version. Um, it's essentially growing up. I was super sporty. I as a as a young girl, only child. I threw myself into every single sport there was, um, more likely the ones that stereotypically men, uh, boys would play. So I played football, rugby, basketball. And one day I always said, you know, I, I want to be like a, a, a footballer or a football manager or if I can't do that, I want to be a physio. And I really always thought that my career would be in sport because at that age I, I saw nothing else. Yeah. As you grow up, um, you sort of get into the position where A-levels and university selection hits you. And, you know, I think... I'm probably not alone in the pressure in feeling the pressures of getting a, a proper job and and you know po possibly fitness wasn't a proper job um despite how much I loved it despite how much I knew I could give um to the sector it wasn't a proper job and I I took a different route um after I graduated from university I got a degree in marketing and business studies um I got a job at Unilever a top a FTSE 250 or 100 um, business and I spent five years uh, there. Um, I spent another five years in another fantastic company still in FMCG at L'Oreal. So I've basically got a CV Susie of 10 years of not what I planned. Um, in, in between that 
I, I took a year out. I went and lived in the Cayman Islands. Um, if you don't know the Cayman Islands, it's kind of near, underneath Miami, near Jamaica and Cuba, where my parents lived. And it was in that year that I was I was working as a water sports instructor. It was in that year where I really felt, actually, I really need to reconsider what my career path is because I've been doing a fantastic job with fantastic people. I've learned an awful lot in that time. And I thought... I, I need to go back to what I always thought I wanted to do, which was sport and fitness, but it wasn't a proper job, especially not for a, a, a woman. You know, yeah. I, I do I do believe, you know, in the you can't be what you can't see. And when I was growing up in the world of sport and fitness, I mean, I'm showing my age here a little bit, but there's like Sally Gunnell, um, yeah. you know, all these kind of people. But I didn't see a woman that was a fitness professional. Um, yeah. Posters I had on my walls were like Ryan Giggs, David Beckham, you know, all of these male role models that I never really saw where I would fit. It was in that year when I was in Cayman and I actually said to my, I said to my parents, I was like, I just want to be a PT. That's all I want to do. And they said, okay, cool. You've had this time out to think. And they actually kindly uh, put a deposit down for a course with Premier um, many years ago. It was t in 2008 that was. Um, and I said, right, when I move back to, to England, I'm going to do this course. What happened when I moved back? I felt the pressure again to go back into a proper job and I yeah. lost the deposit and I continued with my with my corporate career. Fast forward um, many, many years and I was in my early 30s, I was in my 30s, um, just turned 30 and I said, do you know what? If I don't do this now, I'll never do it. And I think at this time, the, the, the sector has certainly evolved and especially in London, which I would say is a bit further forward than, you know, perhaps the rest of, of the UK in terms of the boutique sector, you know, fitness mm -hmm. um, as a bit more sort of pay as you go, a bit more premium, less so much the sort of commercial gyms. And I saw a place for myself that was a bit more, you know, a, a bit more where other women were. And I saw lots of women doing it. And I thought, no, but I'm not, I'm not a size six, you know, 10% body fat, whatever on the front of magazines. I'm not sure where I fit in. And that took me a long time. And I just decided, listen, if I, if I, if I don't try this now, if I don't try this as myself, as someone who is super passionate, there must be a tribe out there for me, then do you know what, I'll give it a few months and I'll go back to my corporate job. Like I've got enough experience, but I also feel like the skills I've got are transferable and I can do this because all this time in business and marketing, now I'm the product. As a personal trainer, you know, you've got to have the confidence to actually sell yourself, understand your USP, your service, the benefits that you can give to a consumer. And it was just a, a big mindset change. And if I'm really honest, I was petrified. It's one of the scariest things I've ever done. But sat here now, whatever, five years, five, six years later, um, it's, it's the best thing I've ever done. Um, and, you know, I, I could I could talk for a long time about how many reasons I told myself not to do it. But I'm so pleased that I did. Absolutely. And, you know, the fact that you say that you're not like this, you know, kind of um, mainstream, you know, sort of person that we all think that somebody should be or think how somebody should look. I think that's what's very appealing about you and what, and what makes you very relatable. And I would say definitely, you know, thank goodness um, things have changed. Uh, and there very much is a place for women of, of all shapes and sizes, of all niche markets, you know, within the fitness industry. So I'm sure you agree with me that you know, that's very, very good that that has kind of um, changed. So 
Okay, so you were really successful in your corporate environment, um, but what was it about coming about becoming a PT that, that that really made you want to change your career? Because you've said kind of like you loved your sport and stuff, yeah. um, but I mean, being a PT is not you playing, it's not you doing stuff, it's about you working with the people. So what is it, you know, what, or what was it about becoming a PT that made you think, no, I've just got to do this? Yeah, so I, I think um, from being sort of a sporting background, I, you know, it's all about being in a team and that sort of camaraderie for a common goal that's more strategic. Kind of the, the sport of fitness and, and training sort of general population is very, very different. And I think it was from my own experience of how it changed my life that I felt this sort of great sense of purpose that I needed to fly the flag and show other people that were in my position um, that they could do it too. Um, I was working sort of my, my desk job, um, working, at, like I said, in marketing and in business and sales for a, a big corporate. And it was very, very stressful. The hours were very, very long. I spent a lot of time sat down at a desk um, and it was um, it was actually a CrossFit that I found. Um, there was a CrossFit box that had opened uh, in Hammersmith, just opposite the, the main uh, L'Oreal HQ offices in London. And a friend of mine said, oh, I think you'd like this thing. You should go. Um, and I've sort of very, very open about my sort of struggles, my relationship with food, my weight, my relationship with myself, self-esteem, et cetera, sort of growing up as a, as a young woman, um, which I guess I, I think many, you know, women and men can relate to around mm. that of not, not feeling good enough and yeah. not being able to, you know, to present your best self for the fear of, you know, someone judging you or comparing yourself to others. And I started this uh, thing called CrossFit, which if you know it, um, you'll, you'll know that it is essentially the sport of fitness and you learn lots of different uh, types of fitness across strength, gymnastics, um, more endurance-based uh, fitness. And I just found it the most fascinating thing. I walked in and walked out beaten up. I was like, wow, I don't know what that was, but I absolutely loved it. And um, previous previous to that, I'd done uh, things like Les Mills. I really loved body pumps. So it was like I kind of just started like working with weights, which was different from everything that I've thought I, you know, the society taught me to do, which was sort of be as thin as possible, lose weight, do your cardio, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, wow, actually, I feel amazing you know moving these weights and my body composition started to change I felt stronger the transfer over to my daily life of turning up at that desk feeling more present more able to you know make decisions more able to share my opinion I just I felt a new lease for life and I kind of did that for a year or so and I thought wow I can see all these people around me that are super stressed that are not sleeping, they're not eating well, they're, it's, it's a, a recipe for, for disaster. And I kind of found through my own trial and error what a holistic, you know, and, and health, uh, what wellness was for me. And I was like shouting it from the rooftops. It was like, you know, those really annoying memes that like, if you do CrossFit and you're vegan, what do you say first? I was just telling everyone about <laughs> CrossFit yeah. and the benefits of, oh my God, I feel amazing. And and it was at through that time where my relationship with myself and my body changed because 
I didn't look at my body as, oh God, you're not thin enough or you don't look a certain way. I was looking at it thinking, wow, guess what you just did? And that feeling of being able to lift something that you didn't think you could is, is life-changing. And it was at that point, I was like, okay, I think I get it now. I think I, I think I get what I, what role I can play in this industry, because there's a lot of people that are frightened of gyms that are intimidated because they don't look like what they perceive to be the finished product. And I wanted to be there saying there is no finished product. I just want to show you, educate you to say, this is how you can live your life better. And that's not being on the front cover of any magazine or getting, you know, shredded or whatever. It's like, I can show you how to be more present in your life. I can show you how you can get through work feeling like you've got more energy that when you get home for your family and your kids, you're a better person. And that's life changing. And I wanted to be able to share that. Yeah, absolutely. And would you would you agree with me? It's almost as though you transform on the inside completely. And then the best thing is, is the outside looks begins to look a little bit different. But the most important thing is, is it's, the, it's the change, isn't it, from within that, you know, is really, really um, life-changing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Susie, you and I have talked a lot about fitness and throughout this time and, you know, we're going through a, a global pandemic. There is now more than ever is the time where we should be really thinking about our health and yeah. whatever that is for you, whether that's a walk, whether it's a jog, whether it's lifting some weights, yoga, it has the power to like completely change your mindset for the day. Completely. And I think, you know, some some good points to take out from the very challenging times that we find ourselves in is that I think, you know, people are becoming more and more aware that you, you no longer do you have to be this stereotypical type of person exercise is exercise moving is moving at the end of the day and like you say regardless of what it is it's more about just having the having the knowledge and I guess the faith that if you just even go for a walk every day that's going to make you feel better and if that you know if that transgresses into something else great but if not it's fine and it's all about really being comfortable with yourself isn't it yeah, for sure. And that's just us as, as consumers. I guess the job of the PT is to learn and to get to know your client and understand what is it that's going to what is it that's going to help them make those decisions without me? Because yeah. as a PT, you know, I, I, you spend an hour with someone a day, but what do they do for those other 23 hours? And yeah. you know, we can ask ourselves that, you know, do we really make the most of the time that we have? Or do we sit on Instagram and scroll? We yeah. need to make that we hold ourselves and our clients accountable um, because you, you know they'll feel better if they do it. Definitely. And something that I've talked about before or is the fact that, you know, some of the best PTs that I know are the ones that are able to kind of almost, you know, really look inside and get sort of underneath the skin of the person they're working with. Um, you know, so that they can actually find out what makes them tick, what they, you know, so they know what their challenges are, their goals, etc. And that's very important, isn't it, to build really good relationships with your clients? Yeah, 100%. And I, I think one of the first rules, you know, that I was taught when I was, you know, um, qualifying to PT is to coach what's in front of you. And every client is going to have particular, specific, individual needs and goals. And you're right, it is, you know, we, we need to understand what is it what is that thing that's going to help them that day um and it might be different one day than the next day especially at the moment you know everyone's you know very very up and down but 
if they are able to keep some consistency with exercise and getting outside, you know, so we're not deficient, um, it's it, it can make a huge difference. Absolutely. And it's quite a responsibility, I think, as well, because, you know, if you've got somebody that comes to you and they are maybe feeling a little bit vulnerable, a little bit anxious, never been to a PT before, I think there's a massive responsibility, but coupled with a massive reward, if you're able to kind of almost, you know, envelope that person in, in your kind of your comfort zone, if you like, to help them forward. Um, really, really important. Um, Laura, so, so OK, so you decided to move away from your corporate world uh, into the world to be a PT. Um, so you trained, you got your level two, your level three. Did you have a plan at that point as to what you were going to, how, what you're going to do with your qualification? Um, yes. Detailed plan, you know, as in obviously you were qualified as a PT, but you know, did you have a business plan? Um, no, is the answer. Um, okay. I think, I think, um, so I, I definitely thought I knew what I wanted to do the reality of what I actually did was was very, very different. And I think that's that's one because I didn't know enough about what where I uh, my I saw my value to to be able to um succeed. And the other one, it was just kind of the the fitness sector is just evolving so, so fast. I mean it's incredible. I genuinely think it's one of the most exciting sectors to be in at the moment. And the plan that I had was mainly, if I'm honest, it was around sort of time and financial um, success in like, could I make this financially and physically work for me? Because it's a huge change to your lifestyle. So like I was doing uh, working from like 8 a.m. to whatever, 6, 7 p.m. And, you know, think about when you're a personal trainer, you work when your clients aren't working. So yeah. the the hours, the lifestyle change, so antisocial. When you're starting up, you don't have the ability to really pick and choose. You just take whatever comes to you. And I, it was, I, I wish I could say that I was super strategic, but I wasn't. I kind of just did some things like I was actually talking earlier about. The first thing I did was get a website. It was like, okay, I wanted to write down who am I? What is my training identity? What are my services? Why would I be for you? And just start to find platforms in which I could communicate. Um, I picked up a couple of clients just from like friends of friends and it kind of just word just spread from there. And I think it's like the pressures at the moment of being a PT you, it, uh, you know, lots of people say to me, oh, you know, but I need whatever followers on Instagram. I don't believe that you do. Instagram, it can be fantastic, but it's just another communication tool when actually start with where you are and what you have. Um, actually, many years ago, I, I worked at David Lloyd. Um, I actually worked in their kids club. So I, from my sort of late teens, I had witnessed sort of how difficult uh, the job of a PT is in a commercial gym. So I think that was the one thing I knew that I didn't want to do. I wanted to go out and do it alone sort of as a freelance model and kind of see if I could, you know, get a few clients. And then I ended up um, at the Foundry, which um, Susie and I have talked uh, quite a lot about my experience at the Foundry. And I think for me, and the advice I would give is to just, go and visit places, go and meet people, build your network, 
go and find somewhere where you like training, where you like the vibe, where you like the community. And it's like, you know, that sort of that, you know, cheesy phrase of your vibe attracts your tribe. It, it literally is that you want to align yourself. You want to be working somewhere where your values are aligned and you like the the principles of training um, that, that that gym has and the, the, the freedom and the ability that you have to truly be who you are and train at, you know, people as you would. Um, and that's, that's really where you can flourish. So I guess to go back to answer your question, I, I had a plan, the plan that I actually executed wasn't the plan, but the main thing I did was to seek out the places, the people, find a mentor of people that I really looked up to and really inspired me. And I, I almost, you know, wanted to emulate in my own way. Um, and then you just sort of grow in that environment. And, and would you say that you really have to kind of, you know, follow your heart with regards to that and kind of work out what really, if you're going to becoming, if you're going to come into the, into the fitness sector and to become a PT, invariably it's because you want to help people, you know, you have that burning desire to either pass on your personal experiences and, and, and to help to make people better. But, you know, would you say that it's, it's, it's okay not to have a plan as such at the end of the day, you know, if your passion is you want to become a PT, you know, come in, get qualified, and things will fall into place. With running, as you say, you you have this kind of almost like a like a, like sort of high level bullet points to kind of adhere to going forward. But don't worry about that too much because I think one of the things that for career changing people is that if you're used to like that really strict corporate environment, you're in such a structured environment, and it's almost like I want to become a PT. I love fitness. I want to help someone. But how am I going to make it work? How am I going to make sure I'm earning enough money? And who's going to be in my niche marketing? You know, mm. I think it's very easy to form that trap of, well, um, I haven't got a plan, so I'm not going to do it. And then, you know, and before you know it, you know, time has passed on and on and on. And then you get to a point where you think, actually, um, I'm too far in, I'm too far gone in the world that I'm in. So mm. it's okay, isn't it, not to have a, a really, you know, amazing plan. It's, it's almost like just go with, go with, go with your heart, really. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm. I was fortunate enough that um, you know f financially I was a in you know, from a responsibilities perspective. You know, I don't have, I didn't have children. I didn't have a a, um, a mortgage yeah. to pay. Of course, I had. I had. I had a level of financial responsibility. And going from a successful corporate career, I was basically starting again. And I think I, I kind of did it in a in a staged fashion in terms of leaving my corporate job so it wasn't easy I've got to admit um and it took a real toll on my social life but it was it was a sacrifice I was prepared to make to to enable me to make that career change and by that I mean when I was working full-time I was doing my studying to get my qualifications so I had to do that on the evenings weekends so you know going out late to whatever bar um wasn't always uh, possible because you know if I wake up the next day the last thing I wanted to do was um learn the, the skeletal muscles and um, so I had to really rein that in and focus yeah. on it. and I also you know I sort of said to myself right when I'm working full-time once I'm qualified I'm going to take on two clients before work that's all I can handle right now exactly yeah Okay, now I've now I've taken on two. Now I'm going to build my confidence with these two. Okay, yeah. now I think I can. And until you get to that point where you go, right, it's now or never. And I'm yeah. not I'm not promising that the day will come and you go. Okay, I think I'm I'm ready. 
you just you just have to do it and have a plan. I had a plan B, I guess, for me, which was, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll go back to my office job, you yeah. know, and at least I'll know I've tried. Yeah, definitely. And that makes absolute sense. Absolute sense. And, and you know, having that, you know, being able to work full time whilst introducing a couple of clients um, that can, you know, really, really work. Um, could you maybe think about um, kind of your first real uh, success with one of your clients um, and maybe just give us an account of, of not necessarily their results, but, but how did it make you feel as a person and how did that compare with maybe your previous life in the corporate environment and, you know, getting, you know, like a, a really big paycheck or whatever. What was, what was, how did you feel? Yeah, I, I think my my favourite example um, for this is my commercial director when I was working at L'Oreal. Um, he was one of the guys that when I left, I had to resign uh, to, to him and he won't mind me sharing that it wasn't a very popular uh, decision for me. And I think in that in that world, you know, to say I'm going to go it alone uh, to try and be a PT, which isn't, you know, well known for fabulously high earnings, especially when you're starting. Um, and that, you know, having to resign to him after sort of climbing the corporate ladder for 10 years was really challenging. And then I sort of stuck by my guns. I said, you know, this is what I really want to do. This is my purpose. It's not about money for me. It's about personal satisfaction. I've loved working. I've learned a lot. Anyway, fast forward uh, two years, I get a message from a guy I resigned to who said, I'm feeling really, I'm feeling a bit out of shape. Um, I've had some things in my personal life and I feel like I need some help. And I think you could be the person that could help me. So it's like the tables have turned. I'm thinking, wow, this person who, you know, initially wasn't keen on me leaving to pursue this new sort of unknown career is actually asking for my help. And it was the it was the best for me because I knew how I've been in his chair almost. You know, I understand the pressures of what it's like to have yeah. you know, numbers to hit, you know, hours in front of a computer, long, long days, you know, teams to manage, multiple, you know, HR issues, et cetera. The stress is, is unbelievable. And I could see that. But when he was with me for that one hour, whatever it was, three or four times a day, I was able to facilitate an hour of pure escape where he wasn't worried about the numbers, where he wasn't, you know, worried about, you know, what he looked like. It was just me and him. And he trusted me. He gave himself to me for an hour, a man that is so time poor. And the feeling of of knowing that, it, it's, uh, it's a, it feels like a huge, a huge burden, but also hugely satisfying to think, wow, okay, I can really make a difference to this guy. And the more that we did, the more that we trained, um, you know, we started off, we, we had some, we had some goals that we had set, you know, at the start, we wanted to make sure that we were holding each other accountable, and we were making sure we wanted, we were doing the right things. And the more that he got into exercise, the more he started to enjoy the training, the more he started to believe in what he could achieve, he started to make better life choices with my guidance within the scope of my practice as a PT, I was able to guide him on, you know, trying to live a healthier lifestyle. And guess what? He started to uh, have some wins in his personal life after a really tricky time. 
he got a promotion at work um so it was it was just like seeing the evolution of someone who didn't know where to turn and you know little old me who used to work for him um was able to you know with my skills and experience and, and knowledge through the the PT qualifications um was able to guide him to a, a better lifestyle so for me that 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 feeling was just unbelievable you know i would have done it for free um and that and that and that again you know it gives me confidence to be like you know when you're doubting yourself as a new pt know how much you know versus what they don't and and they don't have the time to know it's not their job to know so just have some confidence in your training methods in your practice you know know that you should be the one managing the timeline of those results and uh, and just enjoy the process with them that's amazing that's a really wonderful account and and you know such a personal experience um for you to share and like you say to be kind of almost like you say tables were completely turned it must have really sort of taken you a bit by surprise to begin with um but what a lovely lovely story um yeah. so just on the just on the back of that so so you are you talk about how important how important it is to to kind of really um, trust in yourself um, and in the knowledge that you have. Um, you are very passionate about education, um, as 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 we both know. We've talked about it for for many many hours, yeah. um, and you you know you also you 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 strive to be a voice within the sector can can you can you tell me and the and the and the listeners why you feel so passionately about making sure that the education that you receive you know when you are qualifying is 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 absolutely the best that it can be yeah i think i i will i will forever be a learner if i ever think i'm in the position where i know it all i've i've done it wrong i think you know in in this industry we're we're constantly learning you know from the you know studies in elite sports um you know in, from strength and conditioning that will filter down into sort of application of you know the the latest methods or understanding uh, for general population will forever be evolving um and i think in in fitness you know once you've been around it for long enough you see that you know things like you know fashion there are trends in fitness that that come and go and I think at the moment we are living in a in a, a hit world or, you know, that certainly feels like it has been for like the last four years where, you know, when hit was hit started, it, you know, had this wonderful, you know, name for really high intensity, faster results, get shredded quick. And I think, the, you know, we have to be careful as an industry that we don't buy into the trends and the hype. Um, because actually, the, you know, the foundations of health and fitness are actually pretty basic and they don't change much <laughs> throughout the years. You know, yeah. for, for, for general population uh, health, you know, we want people to, you know, work their aerobic system. We want them to be active, you know, get their steps in or LIS, as we call it, um, you know, low, low intensity, steady state work, um, you know, whether they do hit or not isn't really going to make a difference to, you know, their, you know, their particular health. It's more to do with their, their sleep, their stress management, their nutrition, um, you know, work with some resistance, you know, develop your strength. So there's some things that are a bit trendy that come and go. And I think it's important that we stay on top of, you know, the latest, you know, studies and understanding so that as PTs, we are evidence-based and we don't, you know, get caught up with what's cool on 
on Instagram. Um, I think, you know, Instagram, I talked about it earlier, you know, I don't think you need to have a big Instagram following to be an exceptional PT or to have a great, you know, PT business. Some of the the most established strength and conditioning um, professionals aren't on Instagram or, you know, that there's, there's one guy that I follow who, you know, I've been to some of his seminars. I think he's got like 200 followers and couldn't care less about Instagram. You know, may, may, maybe if he was on Instagram more, it might help him. But it's just, I, I think there's there's a, a gift and a curse of Instagram that means that anyone can go on Instagram, say they're a PT and say, here's a workout. Um, and I think it can be very, very misleading to a consumer who doesn't know any different. So I think I'm, I am passionate about educating my clients, my peers, trying to be a voice in the industry that um, one, one of my things is, and, and no, no shade to people that do, but I don't like to be negative about what other people are doing. I like to just try and lead by example and, and just continue to repeat my, my training methods. Some PTs or people of, of influence on Instagram have very much got their following from uh you know take taking you know taking jokes out of you know whatever instagram workouts etc that that's kind of not my style but i think it's important that we continue to learn we once we get our pt qualifications for me you know i, I kind of say that that that's where your journey starts it's almost like getting your provisional license because there's so much that you need to learn on the gym floor and from experience that that no, no one can teach you. It, you know, having actual face-to-face experience with your clients is invaluable. However, there are things, you know, we talk about CPD, you know, continued professional development, because this should be a career. This is a lifetime and it's, it's essential that we stay up to date and we stay on the pulse of what's going on. In particular, at the moment, actually, I'm doing... Um, the, the course um, which talks about you know, rebuild, the, the rehabilitation for those who have experienced COVID-19. Yeah. I mean, this is something that has has and will impact millions of people. This is something that we didn't know about. And, you know, when people have had it, you know, we know obviously it's a respiratory, um, has a respiratory impact and people are desperate to go back to fitness, but actually that could be the worst thing that they do. Um, so we need to understand as fitness professionals, how can we cater to every client, to every single goal, um, and just and just stay on top of the, the, the evidence-based approaches. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, you are, you know, a really genuine person in as much as, you know, when you said that you you are always going to be a learner. I know from the courses that you've done, you know, you just always like to keep learning, keep evolving. And ultimately, the thing about continued professional development is, is it's key to building that relationship and continuing that relationship, isn't it? At the end of the day, you know, it just, you know, if you're a sole PT, I think it really adds to your repertoire of knowledge. And I think, you know, if you're working in the gym, I think it really helps um, if you are, you know, you've got that kind of up-to-date knowledge. It means that you're able to not only um, attract clients, but also retain them. Um, and I know certainly from a, from a Sims perspective, from a Sims perspective, they are absolutely, you know, passionately about people ensuring that that is 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 seen to be something that should be the norm going forward. Whereas it, historically, it has been a very much a case of you get qualified and that's it. But no, that's no longer it, you know, anymore. You know, people have to invest in that continual learning development. Um, yeah. So, 
So yeah, really, really important, really important. Um, that we could keep talking for hours and hours, but I would just like, and we will, we will talk more in further episodes about the foundry fit, which I know is 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 your absolute passion. But would you just like to give us a bit of an update as to where you are with the uh, foundry fit and all, and all the fab work that you're doing there? Yeah. So um, the foundry on Instagram, we are at foundry fit. Um, it is a gym that was co-founded uh, by my uh, two uh, partner directors, um, Ben and Dave, um, two ex-rugby guys who were just passionate about um, creating a safe space, building a community. Um, which I hope you don't mind me saying our, one of our values is don't be a dick. Um, and fitness can, you know, there can be a lot of ego, a lot of judgment, a lot of comparison. I love that, Laura. <laughs> yeah I was like can I can I say that word I'm not sure yeah, it's fine it's um, fine but, but they 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 were passionate about building a space I mean, it, when you see the gym like we don't really have many mirrors we our our motto is where the strong belong and and that strength is both physical and mental and the 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 diversity of client profile that we have is incredible we've got people that can shift a shed load of tin and people that we're just developing their range and their mobility to get to a bodyweight squat and that is exactly what we wanted to do everyday people training like everyday athletes together as a team um, and as I qualified as a PT it was one of the places that in my search to sort of get inspired of where I saw myself um, as a PT I sort of went there and I was like wow this feels different here and poor Ben and Dave, I pestered them for a long, long time and said, listen, I have no experience in this, but I promise you I'm going to do a great job. Just give yeah. me a chance. Um, and and thankfully, uh, thankfully they did. And the foundry is, is most is best known, um, I would say, for our strongman classes. We do uh, modified strongman. Uh, it's a strongman. It's strong woman as well. So actually we've renamed it strong. Uh, since since the lockdown so um it's essentially um things that you would see on world's strongest man or woman but you know things that we can do that is not only fantastic for our health and and fitness but it's a lot of fun too things like sled pushes you know at the stones you work with the log and it's it's amazing because whatever ability you are whatever experience you have we enable everyone to train together and everyone is so supportive. Um, obviously, it's been a very, very challenging time for uh, all gyms. So, you know, I I really feel for every business owner, um, every PT at the moment, because yeah. I know that, you know, the, the gang at UK Active, Hugh Edwards, has been very vocal about the support that the sector needs. Um, you know, if you're a freelancer, you know, I don't believe that we've had enough the, the support that we need. But in this time, I think you have to stick by, you know, your your guns, your your clients need you now more than ever. I know there's a lot of free workouts, etc. going on, but there is nothing like seeing a familiar and friendly face that they trust and that you they know you understand them and how they're feeling. So we've turned the business online overnight. Uh, one day in March, which is actually coming up to our anniversary now, because we will have been closed pretty much 10 months, um, which is absolutely wow. mad. And as a small business in London with three gyms, not a lot of cash and a lot of overheads, it's it's not been easy. Um, but we're very grateful to our community for keeping us going. And we just really hope that we can be in the position where we can op safely open our doors soon. 
I, I, well, I think, um, I, you know, we, we absolutely can't wait for that. And I think there will be lots of uh, listeners in a very similar position to yourselves that will be totally finding this uh, very relatable conversation right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we are we are coming to the end of what has been an extremely challenging period. Um, and, you know, when I think things do get back to normal, whatever the normal will be, um, I am absolutely convinced just from a personal perspective that we are going to see a huge demand in the services from fitness professionals for a variety of reasons so that excites me um it's just this period we have to get through um which uh, hopefully is not too much longer now laura you are you are active on um on instagram and i hope you're not going to mind me asking you this but Well, one of the things that I obviously you 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 do loads of stuff on Instagram. One of the things that I absolutely love, and I think you know, men and women are going to find it so relatable. But you started something on Instagram called uh, "Is it bought it on the internet? Didn't need it." Yeah, um, that's which, right. <laughs> oh my goodness me! I'm so guilty of that. I have literally Amazon packages turning up every day, and when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh my goodness me! It's hysterical." Yeah. What, how did you, you know, what 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 made you decide to go on Instagram with that? It's really funny. I just, um, I, I think that there's a lot of pressure, right, as a PT, to be constantly putting out content, educational, you know, frequent, you know, hey guys, I'm up early, I'm training. The reality is, Susie, I found this as a fitness professional just as hard as the next person. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wake up and I'm not really very motivated and I don't want to train and I don't want to smash it. And other days I sit and have a cup of tea and I buy rubbish from Amazon. And uh, I thought, you know what, I'll, you know, I'll use my platform not only to try and help support people and be educational, but also try and share a bit of humor because I think it's important to show that you know, I am human. I'm not everyday training fitness, smashing it. I'm also buying uh, galaxy light projectors. For my, for <laughs> I've my done um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the the, the the trouble is one day I'm going to look back at my Amazon orders and go, for God's sake, that could have bought you a new CPD course. But anyway. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 you mustn't do that. You absolutely mustn't. Do not look back. Do not look back. It's just a case right. you've done it. You've done it now. Just move on and move forward. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the craziest thing that you've bought on Amazon then, Susie? Oh, so I'm trying to grow my hair at the moment. Um, and um, I'm thinking that I want to try to get my hair in nice condition. So I have purchased a a cover to go over my head that I need to attach to my hair dryer. And it's like um like an old-fashioned, like 70s cap thing that when you put the, the uh, warm air in my hair dryer it just blows up so I've got this thing on my head right. um it's, it's just insane and, and my partner came in and said what on earth are you doing I'm like don't just don't ask me this is for my <laughs> that sounds absolutely essential it was an essential item I've only used it once though that's when I just I bought it about four weeks ago so oh, I don't know but everything's an essential item in my world <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm just trying to weigh up whether I should try and dye my hair myself I know you're very you're very good at that oh well yes we could um yeah maybe we should have uh, we should we should do a webinar just on um hair dyeing <laughs> 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 oh, that's great so um 
just thinking then about to finish off um what would be a kind of final message uh laura for people thinking about coming into the industry you know things have changed um i believe and and we believe here at uh, premier global nasm that that you know we think the sector is amazing there's it is challenging right now i'm not detracting from that but you know when things will return back to normal it's an amazing um sector to be in and just to be able to help people um, with their you know physical and mental health and well-being is just incredible but you know that's me you know what do you what what would you say to somebody that's maybe in a corporate environment right now and has got this passion and this desire to potentially you know follow follow their dreams yeah i very simply do it I, th I think I think what what we've been through and we continue to be through, like we said, there has never been a more important time to look after your health and fitness. And there's lots of useless information out there and people are seeking professionals, people that they can trust. And I, I do believe that the, the demand when we can fully reopen in real life will be huge and and we've got a, we've got a bit of time i think before we get there so why not use this time if you're working from home possibly you're not doing the commute start your studying now get yeah. yourself into the best possible position that when we all open up and you can start to reassess your your next move use this time now to get qualified start getting a bit of experience and you know, although I've mentioned I didn't have a specific plan, find your plan B. Give yourself, okay, I'm I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to start to do my research. Uh, I'm going to understand my training identity. I'm going to try and find a mentor. And it is now or never. I, I genuinely think that it's it's one of those things that you you can kick yourself in ten years, and it is never too late. The never too late. The, the skill the skills that you have built up from your corporate lifestyle, whether that's in finance or sales or marketing or teaching, essentially you, you need to be a person that is knowledgeable and experienced that someone can trust with their health and fitness. And if you've got a passion for it, do it. Amazing, amazing. Laura, I literally could talk to you all night. That would yeah. be really fun for me. Um, we are delighted to be supporting you and to be supporting the Foundry Fit, and will you come back and speak to us again very, very soon? Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Thank you, Susie. Oh, no, thank you very much. You take care, and uh, maybe we'll catch up about the hair. <laughs> please, please. Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much, Laura. Take care.